these last two dollars. Welcome to the Dealings Done Problem Gambling Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Myron Graham. And I'm Lori Deal. The biggest step to overcoming a gambling disorder is realizing that you have a problem. It takes tremendous strength and courage to own up to this. The information that you hear will be provided by licensed addiction specialists and counselors from the South Suburban Council. Lori, are you ready to talk about how to keep those $2 in your pocket? Let's do it, Myron. Welcome to another episode of the Dealings Done Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Myron Graham. And I am Jarnay Harris. How you doing today, everyone? What up, Jarnay? Hey, hey. I'm super excited about this episode because today's episode is all about the, the late, great <laughs> Johnny Taylor, everybody. Yes. Um, if if you haven't noticed, right, our the 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 theme music for the show. We don't own is, the rights to this music, by the way. We don't own the rights <laughs> to this music, right? The theme music for the show is Johnny Taylor's Last Two Dollars, recorded in 1996 on the Good Love album. And so what what I, I feel like it's it's a classic. It's spot on for the Dylan's Done podcast. And we all can relate, maybe, maybe not, when that song comes on at a family function right. and everybody's clapping and stumping their feet. It's just that funk that, um, I guess, just the energy around that song yeah. is it's, very it, relatable. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it's interesting, right? Because when we were coming up trying to figure out like logo designs and music and all that type of stuff for a podcast, it was, we went through all of these different things that we could go through and kind of thought back to, I thought back to my, my grandfather. Grandfather from Chicago Heights, I mean, not Chicago, yeah, Chicago Heights, uh, Illinois. Whenever you would go into his home, apple trees in the background, but he always played blues music. Always, always played his blues music, right? And uh, Grandpa Joe was known for two things, gambling and drinking. And you could flip those orders drinking and gambling, mm -hmm. but it didn't even matter. But the other thing that when he did those activities, he was always playing blues music. And when we would go to his house as kids, he would be playing oftentimes this song from Johnny Taylor, um, Last yeah. $2. Yeah, and in this episode, we're gonna have some fun and just kind of unpack the psychology around the song. And because it's interesting how artists can, they can articulate the feelings and tonality and and honestly the narrative around real life scenarios and circumstances. So the way that it was done in this song is something to talk about. And I'm excited that we have this song to lead into the conversation on every episode. And Myron, so what was your, you know, what's your take on it? So, you know, what's interesting- um, On the get, lyrics. Let, let's, let's break down the lyrics, right? <laughs> let's, let's break- <laughs> Let's break down the, the lyrics to to the song because it starts with it starts with with just a narrative of a young lady that walks into a casino, right? And it's it's interesting how how they they tell this this particular story, right? 
um, be because the the words are are so so that's so interesting, right? Because she she starts by saying, you know, um, I wouldn't be over here, but my man, right? Her man, right, had been cheating on her, so she came to this place, which is the casino, right? to try to catch this guy, right? Well, I don't know if it's a casino or a bar. It's probably a bar, right? Mm -hmm. She came to this bar, right? Because she was she was trying to catch this guy and he was kind of, uh, and, and he, cause he was sneaking, sneaking around. Right, right. admiring. It says at the casino. So it does, okay, yeah, okay. So, so yeah, they so, at that casino, so she's at the where casino where it all right. goes down. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, it, but she goes on to say, right? But on her way, while they're at the casino, to catch him sneaking around, right? She says she she gets caught up at this machine. And she says, I put all my money in this doggone gambling machine. And then, then, then you get to the paradox of the situation. She says, um, but the last $2, right, that I have, right, she promises him, uh, the writer, that she's not going to lose these last, the last, the last dollars that she has in her pocket, right? Um, and then she explains to you why, her rationale as to why, because she says, I've got $1 for my bus fare and another for this jukebox to hear me, to hear me some good old blues, right? And so, so then the lady at the casino says, right, goes on to say that she lost all of her money. She ends up so wow. Worst <laughs> so, case scenario. Worst case scenario, right? She goes on, even though you know she has these two bucks, right? She she ends up losing losing the money, right? And thus she asks um, if the person, if he could do her a favor. She says, um, "Here's what I want you to do." She says, "Just loan me two dollars until the next time that." I see you. Um, it, it, it's it's a it's a it's a great it's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story. And then she goes back into the narrative of what she's gonna do with it again. She says, "Hey, you know, if you just loan me these two dollars, right? The same two dollars that she just previously had that she said she wasn't gonna lose." And she asked him if she could just loan her another set of two dollars. And she says, "Look, I got yeah. one for the bus fare." And another for the jukebox to hear me some blues. Yes, and we see how problem gambling kind of unfolds. You know, this is a potential problem gambler, right? As a subject in this topic, right? Because she she had the intention on maintaining self control, right, and keeping those coins in her pocket, right. and then she lost those coins. Next thing you know, she asking for help. She she's phoning a friend. She's reaching out to whoever is present to give her some coins so she can get back home at the very least, so, right? So let's <laughs> let's think about the the symptoms, right? Yes, the symptoms related to problem gambling, right? Was she feeling the need to be secretive about her situation? I think yes. Right. I mean, so she she was she was she was trying to see what uh, her guy was doing, right? Right. I mean, because do we, 
Do we even know? So the whole operation was right, right. A little mysterious to begin with. It, it, so, and when you look at right the definition of what it means to be secretive, right, as it relates to problem gambling, we're talking about a person might gamble in secret or lie about how much they gamble, or because they feel others won't understand, or that 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 it will surprise them. And hopefully, and, and, and the others won't understand, and they're going to surprise them with a big win. Yeah. So this is what she's talking about. She's she, she is she tells this story that you don't actually know to be true. She says the only reason why I'm here is because my man was cheating on me. Right? It's a great story, right? And I came here to catch him, but when I got here, see what uh, 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 in, in 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 Ebonics, the person may <laughs> say, see what had happened was right, um, right. She says, but this machine caught me and now I've lost all my money in this machine. So it's mm -hmm. it's this idea that she she tells this fanciful story to this nice gentleman, right? Mm -hmm. Um and she's and she's super secretive about what's happening. She she doesn't disclose how much money she's lost, how long she's been there, so forth and so on, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the classic symptoms. What what's another symptom that what what else what do you see it right so i already touched on um when you when a person has trouble controlling their gambling controlling their decision making as it relates to how much they're going to bet and so yes she 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 started out with $2 those $2 were supposed to remain in her pocket she spent those $2 <laughs> and you know this 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 lady lost control and Another way to define that is, you know, when you start to gamble, when do you know when to walk away? Right. You have to be definitive and decisive on that. Um, you know, and also, are, are you compelled to gamble until you spent your last dollar right. in this situation? The song, these last two Bummer. Dollars. You know, up in your bets in a bid to win, to, you know, to win lost money back you know so it's like you you got to be tapped into your motives and your decision makings when right. you're when you're at the slot it's because she literally you, this is i mean she's the poster child she says she's here she says right i spent all my money and i'm down to my last two dollars right she explains what it's for it's i got one for my bus fare so i can get home mm -hmm. and another for my uh, for the jukebox so i can hear me some blues but she can't walk away from the table mm -hmm. even though she she's explaining what's going on she cannot walk away and she ends up putting those yeah. last two dollars into and and let's be frank it's a sensational experience when one is at right. a casino. What what they do, they give uh you know free beverages, right, right. and you know top notch buffets right. and uh you know the appeal, the draw. They make it comfortable. Yes, yep. They don't show windows, so it could be any time of the day. You forget what you had on the calendar. Let's do let's do the third symptom. Right? Yeah, the third symptom symptom is you gamble even when you don't have the money. So did she have the money? She didn't have no money left. <laughs> and so, you know, I wish we could have a closer look at, you know, the details of the situation. But do we know if she stayed? Do we know if she left? Well, we, we know, right, that she starts with $2, right? Yeah. And she's down to her last $2 when she starts the conversation, right? And then she spends that. Yeah. And then she comes back to the uh, person and she says, hey, could you do me a favor? 
Just loan me $2. So now she's asked for a loan. We want those $2 to go towards her fare and the jukebox. <laughs> she says not it. to the cut, not to the back to the casino, but we don't, we don't know. She, we don't know. She says it. She says that if you <laughs> loan me $2, the thing that I said I was going to do in the beginning, and this is what's key, right? For people with, with um, um, gambling disorders, right? Many times loved ones will come and a person with a gambling disorder, they'll say, well, you know, hey, I need money to pay my car note, or I need money to pay my mortgage, or I need money to pay my rent. But the, and, and you want to give that person that money, right? But many experts will say, don't do that. And doing that, you're just enabling the problem. Right. This person has already demonstrated the symptom that they don't have the capacity to do the correct thing in the moment with what you the resources that you're giving to them. Right. So that's what she. Yeah. Does. Where there's no consequences to your financial health. Right. So what she does is she 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 tells the person, right. Hey, don't believe your lying eyes. Right. Um, I know you just heard me say that I had two dollars a couple moments ago yeah. and I was going to walk away from the table mm-hmm. and, and I had a dollar left for my bus fare and another for the jukebox. Right. But now, now my bad, I spent that, but could you do me a favor? Loan me $2 and here's what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. I'm going to pay my light bill. I'm going to pay my mortgage. I'm going to pay this. I'm going to pay my kids tuitions. I'm going to pay the school fees. I'm going to get groceries, right. whatever the narrative may be with a person with um, a gambling disorder, right? Whatever it may be, in the moment when they're locked in, that person genuinely lacks the capacity. Not It's not that, that, that they don't want to do those things, but the disease has gotten them such that in that moment, the decision to give them extra money, that's not something that you, you'd want to do. Right, and, and to the next point, uh, as we're looking at the signs, which is when your family start to worry about you, when the person who has the problem with gambling starts to ask for money to pay for their life expenses, then that's when family and friends, they start to say, wait a minute, you let it get out of this hand. You know, you, you, you lost control this bad. And so, um, you know, it, it becomes a denial from that person who's dealing with problem gambling because they think, oh, just this one time. And yeah. then one turns into two, turns into three, turns yeah. into four. And so, you know, a lot of people also think it's a sign of weakness to, sh- to ask for help. Um, you know, in the previous episodes, we talked about how only one out of 10 problem gamblers seek treatment. Right. And so, um, you know, they're just reluctant to reach out um, and, I'm, I'm, and find I'm, help. I've always wondered, right, how Johnny Taylor, who's from Texas, right? I've always wondered how he could cover the song. But the reality, I think many people don't know that it's actually George Jackson from um, from Mississippi, who's okay. from Mississippi, mm-hmm. who actually penned the song. And there are six other people that cover the song, that, that have covered the, covered the song, and but but I, I find it interesting because my grandfather right is from Mississippi right right and this Mine song too. this blue song is so 
heavy, gritty, Mississippi, funky, uh, funky, right. You, and you just, you just hear it. And and it's not to say that, you know, that Texas couldn't have this kind of flair or flavor. Right. Yeah. But I kind of see Texas as more like country, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bluegrass. Right. But this song is so funky that I often always wondered, right. How could Johnny actually end up pinning this song? Right. But then when I read up on it, I was like, no, there was a writer, um, um, George, uh, George Jackson, who actually penned the song and he was from Mississippi and then it immediately hit. It was like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. This makes sense mm-hmm. because this, this is a person speaking from experience. Exactly. And that's why I absolutely love Dylan's Dumb podcast because if it's, you know, one of us or any guests that we have on, everybody can speak from their own point of views and speak on specific circumstances and scenarios where one or the other may resonate with our listeners, with you guys. And so um, here's just another example of this narrative of a problem gambler potentially. And, you know, we just hope that it, it is, it is helping you realize different ways that you could be, um, you know, susceptible to problem gambling. So everybody, you know, we'll close on this note. Um, Remember the signs and symptoms for loved ones, right? Um, I love this song, right? Because it really walks you through the signs and symptoms that, that a person has an experience. And I don't know that, that George Jackson knew anything about, right? Gambling awareness or gambling, uh, problem gambling or gambling disorders. He, it, it feels like he was just writing from his experience. Yeah, he right? probably had witnessed it, Correct. you know, in first person, second person right. so many right. times that it's like, you know what? A song needs to be written and, about and he this. Hit, and he hit the nail on the head he in did. terms of the, the narratives that people tell to justify the situation that they're in in turn the situation at the end like when you meet the character you don't necessarily know how long she's been there this is just the narrative that she's told this person right but she's probably likely told that narrative to several people over several days or several months right. and this is just the next person that she's asked uh to do her a favor and right. make her alone so on that note right i'll say hey everybody pay attention to the signs and symptoms that you find with your loved ones if, if if you see pay attention to the signs and symptoms that you that you see with your loved ones right yes and if you or someone you know are dealing with problem gambling please let them know to give us a call the south suburban council located at east hazelcrest illinois our number is 708-647-3333 we are here to help Thanks for listening to the Dealings Done Problem Gambling Podcast. You can always listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The South Suburban Council on Alcoholism and Substance Abuse is located in East Hazelcrest, Illinois. We are an accredited and licensed gambling disorder treatment facility with professional certified gambling counselors. If you or your loved one need help with gambling disorders or other addictions, we can help. Please call 708-647-3333 or visit our website at www.sscouncil.org.